Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 177. Episode 177 of A Shot of Wrestling. The voice sounds different, I know. Putty, I'm sorry, my man. I had to take over while you're on vacation. I can't let the show go dry. So it's me, Mark Schwann, here at my palace, along with Abel. That's right, baby. What's up, baby? You know, What's up, my man? This is how I like to start A Shot of Wrestling with Mark Schwann. Oh, Ooh. with a cold one, baby. Sounds delicious. And yeah. I ain't one of those sissy white claws, by the way, everybody keeps raving oh, about. I'll go over that later. Uh, and we also have my man right here, Jimmy Diners. What's good? Mark, there's a lot of things good over here in the neighborhood, but I, I yeah, appreciate Yeah, five you. seconds. Five <laughs> you going to cut me off? You gonna really come? It's in? my do show. I, do I gotta, do and that's your five seconds. Make a phone call? Jimmy Diners, everyone. No, go on. What's do, up? Do I gotta make a phone call, Mark? You gotta take it easy, right? Who are you all right, call? So, all right, so I got over here. I got these two guys over here. I'm joined by Green Man and Mark the Schwan and only over here. I appreciate you guys having me on the show and then you substituting for Putty. So let's see if you can actually, uh, I don't know, measure up to you know his standards. He's a tall guy. I don't know if we can. He is a tall guy. You know, much respect to Putty. A lot of a lot of uh, room in his shoes to fill here, and hopefully I'll do a good job. So guys, bear with me. My first time hosting the show. I'm just going to kick right off into it. We got to talk about BCW last week. Woo, yeah. Holy crap. What a show. Awesome. Like, guys, what happened? <laughs> what, like, what, 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 what happened? <laughs> because I got my ass knocked the fuck out from Darius Carter. So what happened? Maybe, maybe we should start from the end and yeah, work yeah. our way I, forward. So you're going to Tarantino it? Yeah. <laughs> Please Tarantino it. So... <laughs> At the end of the show, everybody was drinking White Claws, apparently. Yeah, uh, no, I saw a video of that. I can't. TJ Marconi drinking White Claws. Can we talk about that? He apparently was like the stone cold of White Claws. I think he's trademarking that also. Uh, a big I guy. That, I don't know if that's something we'll be known for. <laughs> have you tried White Claw, though? It's pretty I, I refreshing. White Claw. It's disgusting. It's pretty refreshing. Jimmy, you like I, White I, Claws? I'm with you on this one, Shrides. One, one thing I can agree with you on, because there's not many. But, yeah, White Claws, I don't know what he's thinking. It's a Sissy Mary drink. He's going to walk what? around Oh, maybe there. he's a Sissy Mary now. Yeah, that's yeah, what he lost he his BWF World Heavyweight Championship, and uh, he's a Sissy Mary now drinking White Claws. So, good for him. He's the champion of White Claws. Good for you, TJ. What does that make him? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Nada. But, but let me tell you guys, before, before you actually got knocked out, um, it was a great match between Eric Jaden and Darius Carter. What I like to say is probably like the best classic wrestling match that BCW has ever put out. Now, these two guys hate each other. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've seen them. Oh, you think they hate each other before? Yeah. Now it's a whole other level, man. Wait, do you know something that I don't know? Uh, Eric Jaden and, and Darius Carter talking yeah. about? Yeah. 
That's a whole other level of hate right now. What the uh, hell, with what happened, with what he did to me, with what Darius Carter did after that to Nia Kennedy, who was trying to have my back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You guys, you guys were teaming tell up him, on Carter. Tell him. Tell I don't him. know what you think Preach. you're talking about here. So I was right there at ringside, and you guys were jumping this man. The man. Jumping he, him. Listen, jumping he fell him. He's the BCW champion. Yeah, I, I helped out Eric Jane. I did, tried to do my best. But you know what? It's the same thing that Darius Carter would do if he had friends. But guess what? He does have an old friend in TJ Marconi. What happened there? Listen, when you're back. A wild animal. When you back an animal into the corner, right? What are they gonna do? They're gonna attack you. All right. And, and he and your back. You so happened to back the king of the jungle, and he took over, took control, knocked that. I'm not even gonna say what I want to say. Knocked her wig right off her head. Oh, threw you right did. into the post. He did. You, that's why you're probably here. Maybe you have you're a little delusional still. You still got a concussion or something over here. Delusional. You got a little swelling on the fucking Do you think frame? I'd be entrusted to carry on a shot of wrestling if I was still delusional right now from what happened? No, I'm fit and ready to go. What happened, what happened to me was despicable, but what happened to Nia Kennedy was a whole other level. And the man, this man, if you want to call him that, Darius Carter, goes on and brags about it over social media time yeah, you know and, what? Time yeah. and time You're and right. time and time and time and time and time again. And you call that a champion? You call it the feast of BCW? Yeah. That's a guy you want to represent your company? Well, I, let's, let's call a spade a spade. If there is anyone who has put as much eyeballs on the BCW product in the last three years right now, it, you have to give the guy his due. Darius Carter he's has made backing on other people's success. That's what Controversy he's doing. creates cash, and he knows what he's doing. Okay, He has that company on his shoulders, and you just hate that. You hate it. You hate that he was right, that he kept his word. He took Jaden's soul from him right in the very way. <laughs> hey, hey, how close was Eric Jaden to winning that championship? I give him that. Very word. damn close. If, there were many times I thought, oh, See, we love Eric Jaden. I got to be honest. You know, he's like the godfather of a shot of wrestling. Right. And Treat we, him as such, we were we were very emotional. Like that last sleeper when when Darius Carter went down with his hand twice. That swing. third time so close. I was feeling it. And, and listen, I wasn't commentating this time around. I was a fan just like everybody else in that building. And I felt it. Like I was Darius, a fan that night. Trust me. Darius Carter's life was leaving his body. And one last glimpse of it. I feel like he saw it leaving his body. And he said, no. What do you mean, no? He said, his no. His was going down. And his hand and then, came right back up. And then our knuckleheads, I'm sorry to say it. It was a knucklehead move by Dominic De Niro and Chris Barton getting up and celebrating early. Darius Carter's arm was going down for the three. Could we talk about that for a little bit? Give us some insight because yeah, I want to know. Dom, I love Dom. I love the beast, but like you guys have not been meshing very well lately. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> I'm hosting the show here. You're gonna ask me the question. I have to. All right, Dominic De Niro, Chris Barton. I love those guys. The East Coast Syndicate, East Coast Assassins. Yeah, they 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 uh, they're a talented tag team. You know, obviously, I wouldn't have you know been on their side for so long if that wasn't the case. But that night, I don't know if they had one too many white claws or, you know, if the rep who brought these white claws? I, in I don't know. There was some mook in the so, crowd. Someone brought like con I feel like it's, it was like contraband for a BCW. Or, or, or maybe the rep knocked them a little bit too hard. I don't know what happened. But they did not have their full, their full senses during that match. Because Darius Carter, it was obviously his arm went down for two. About to go down for I three. I know, so close. And they go up celebrating. 
They what? jumped the gun. What? Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. We haven't talked to them since, truth be told. If I'm, if I'm going to be uh, transparent here. Please. We have not talked since the incident. Eric Jaden is still very hot. We hope to handle this behind closed doors. I'm already probably speaking a little bit too much about it. But, hell, you know, that's what Glenn Levitt Scotch will do to me. Um, it's your show. It's my that's show. That's right. Maybe. show. But, hell, you know, we, we, we hope to get this solved. And uh, move on from it, and then uh, hopefully, hopefully, we can take some action against Darius Carter and TJ Marconi. It's not over. It's not over. You think this over? I feel like over? it's just getting started. I gotta be honest. You think this is over? It, it, I, I got a question. What? Who is next? And I'm not Goldberg, and I'm trying to make a <laughs> shot at Goldberg here, but. Who else? Who else does Darius have to beat? The man has beat anybody that was thrown his way. Austin Deary, look like he said he beat him so bad he sent him right to the big company. <laughs> That's how good he made him look in that match. You Who know what? You guys Who are else? giving credit to, to Darius Carter, Eric Jaden for a great match. How about Governor Pan? We followed him on Show Day, which is going to be released very soon on a shot of wrestling. But, Pan, but like the man has this vision of this company that I have never seen before. This vision that maybe in the past three years, if BCW had the vision that AJ Pan has for it, maybe it could be the next Evolve. Maybe it could be the next CZW, the next HOG. You know, but I feel like BCW is just like crowning and AJ Pan's going to take it to the next level. AJ Pan's going to push it to that next level. You know, if he really wants to be the governor so bad, maybe he would have had maybe a little bit more control over his main event match. Well, it w wasn't he the one who brought the the referee when it was time because when after because, Marconi interfered. Uh, after the the Beast and De Niro knocked out the referee, so I thought he did a really good job. I love I love me yeah, some AJ. AJ. Oh AJ, forget it. He he rules. He's gonna be ruling with an iron fist. I'm telling you, AJ is gonna bring something good to the table for this company. You wait, you wait and see, Schwan. I'm telling you. Maybe he could book like a Ariana Grande. That'd be super cool. God, yeah. You know, and, he, he, and yeah, last week AJ Pan had the balls to bring that up after I was like half concussed. Yeah, I, I keep naming songs for Ariana Grande I've never even heard of before. So. so are you really not an Ariana Grande fan? No, I'm not. Oh, she's beautiful. She good looking girl, I'll give her that. Yeah. But she's not Britney Spears. No, oh, no, it's oh, Britney Spears. Hey, listen, exactly. somebody <laughs> should definitely hit you one more time. That's your argument. No, 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 somebody no should hit you one more time I, if you think Britney's better than Ariana. Jimmy, you're right here, man. You want to beat up somebody? Come on, bring it. Uh, well, then, unfortunately, <laughs> I got to run the show, and I don't want to do all this work uh, over here. I'm here just go. to give my two cents or my, my $2 million that I have. Yeah, why don't you hit Darius for me one more time? Tell him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, listen, I make a phone call. But it was a good show. Make that phone call. You want to meet at the diner? Make that phone call, for real. Tell Darius to say, shut the fuck up. Shalimar, 63rd drive. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, obviously, you know, we could talk about BCW all day. I mean, they, they put a, a great, great show from uh, from what I remember. Um, <laughs> and uh, but, you know, with that, I mean, Abel, you have put on a great interview with uh, Shakara Grand Champion. Oh, man. Let me tell you, the hits just keep on coming here at A Shot of Wrestling. We are the social media ambassadors for Shikara Sorex Rex coming on September the 7th. Jimmy J, by the way, uh, I recently got a letter from Shikara well, that... I don't mean I don't mean it. First of all, <laughs> that mook Jimmy J is not here. It's Jimmy Dynas. But I could relate a message to that. That mook. Could, could you? I could, could you? I, yeah. you sound like Jimmy me? J, you know that. I, I could relate a 
Mr. Well, Diners. Could I call you Mr. Diners? Yes, you may. Okay. Mr. Diners, relay this message to Jimmy J for me. Because I, I recently got a letter from Shakara yeah. explaining our responsibilities as social media ambassadors. Okay, so what, what does it mean? Uh, it means that we're fucked. <laughs> no, we gotta lay it on. Lay like, it on. like there's actually oh, wow. like rules, regulations, responsibilities, things to post, things to. I'm like, it's blowing my mind. That's what so you, 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 you so, got to do it. Uh, I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I don't and know. You're doing it with Jimmy J. That's still not. I don't know if we are the right men for the job, but we sign our name on the dotted line, so we'll see what happens. But. Before we get to that, we got to get through these series of interviews. The Shakar Grand Champion is here with us tonight. This guy, I got to tell you, I'm nominating this guy for Father of the Year. Father of the Year? Over when, you? <laughs> when you listen to this interview, <laughs> you will know why this guy is Father of the Year. So stay tuned, relax, and enjoy. If you're ready and willing, I'm Abel here for a Shot of Wrestling, and welcome to another exciting edition of A Shot of Wrestling, The Interviews. If you've not done so already, follow us on all forms of social media at A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram, and Shot of Wrestling No A on Twitter. You can also contact us via email at inbox at shotofwrestling.com or dial it up 619-343-3005 and leave your comments on a shot of wrestling hotline. Now we say it time and time again that wrestling brings us together and today is no different today. On episode 177 of a shot of wrestling, we are joined by the Shikara Grand Champion, Dasher Hatfield. Abel, first, I just want to thank you for giving me a platform to kind of explain myself here today. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are kind of misjudging my actions over the last almost a year now. Uh, and this is a great platform for me to come out here and kind of speak my case uh, forever. I've always been known as the number one good guy at Chikara Pro, a guy who always played by the rules. And, and now that seems to be changing in the minds of a lot of people. And I just can't understand why. Well, your your actions over the past year are definitely questionable. So, like you said, this is the forum for you let, letting it all out, giving us the truth, giving us an insight to your mind on, on you know, what has been the current changes in Dasher Hatfield? You know, could we take it back to when you assumed the title of Grand Shikara Champion? I wouldn't say I assumed the title, but I was asked to handle a certain responsibility um, by my family, by Mr. Touchdown, who's my step-cousin-in-law. And that's exactly what I did. When Mr. Touchdown had his leg broken, of all people in the entire world, he handed me that title and asked to, me to take care of it and asked me to do what I had to do to keep it safe and keep it within the family. Um, and I defended that title time and time again against some of the very best wrestlers in the world. Something that I know that most people don't know is that when it was time for Mr. Touchdown to come back and time for him to claim his grand championship, he wasn't quite ready. Yeah, he was cleared by the doctors. Mm. And if you know anything about Mark, like he's a competitor. If the doctors say it's time to go, he's going to go. The heart of a giant inside of that kid. But being such a close family relative, like I knew his body wasn't ready to go. Like I had been through at that point five different grand championship defenses and I knew the toll it took on my body. And I was at 100%, and I knew Mark wasn't. 
So when he came back to take that title, I couldn't just give it to him. He'd have lost it right away. What would that do for the family legacy? See, that is very smart. See, these are conversations that we wouldn't have been previewed to, but I'm sure you guys must have talked about this before his debut. Did he give you even a heads up like, all right, the doctors have cleared me. I'm good to go. I'm going to take the title back. No, he completely caught me off guard by coming in at that point. But I had known from previous conversations prior to that night that he wasn't 100% ready. I knew he was going to the doctor. Never in a million years was I expecting a doctor to clear him because um, I was in the gym, gym with him. I was at training with him. And you can just see, you know, when Mark's at 100%, I'll give all the credit where it's due. He's unstoppable. Mark's the guy who stopped Juan Francisco. Um, I couldn't do it. I lost to Juan Francisco. In that moment, I knew what was best for that title was for me to hang on to it. You mentioned earlier that people are a little bit confused. I, I could see maybe them being confused, but unappreciative I some, is another word that I may call the Shakara Army because you filled the void. You know what would have happened if you weren't there to to be able to defend that title and be the face for Shakara and be able to to unite us and still have have us at the Shakara Army have a leader. You know, what do you have to say to them? If you're talking unappreciative, let's go back all the way to 2007. In 2007, I was asked to become creator wrestler, to be the first wrestler ever to completely turn himself over to a fan base, to completely give his identity to a fan base. And I made that sacrifice. All the dreams I had of what I would become as a professional wrestler, I put that in the hands of the Chikara fans. And, and for a long time, they really let me down. I had to do a lot of embarrassing things and things I never thought I would do. Wear a big giant cow suit, um, run around with a toaster on my head. Like these are all things I, I never dreamed of. Mm-hmm. Um, things I know like uh, my family looked at and then were a little bit embarrassed. But I knew at the time that's what I had to do. Um, and for years, so from 2007 until 2018, so you're looking at 11 years, I wrestled 100% completely for the fans of Jakarta. I gave 11 years to these people. And the first time over this past year, I started to look out for my family a little bit and myself and the fans want to turn on me. Like talk about unappreciative. And it's something that in current uh, wrestling times, I feel like the fans have really been given the power, the control to really dictate on where professional wrestling is going. For example, outside of Shikara, look at the WWE, look at AEW. You know, these athletes are putting their life out of line because, and they're taking it one step further every single time. You know, long ago, the days of a bear hug or, you know, a text of strength between two components um, is, is gone. Like, there's more flips, there's more things you guys are doing, but for what? So my question to you is, you know, do fans require this control and are they not just appreciative, but are they safe to demand more? I mean, it's it's a business saying where it's, you know something's only worth what people are willing to pay for it. So if fans um, are able to have this power and kind of force these wrestlers into situations where they're putting their body in harm more and more each time they enter the ring, then that's the wrestler's fault for making that decision. One thing I can promise you is moving forward, I will be as efficient as possible. I will save my body. There will be no high-risk maneuvers. Um, you're talking about bear hugs. Well, you'll see lots of just moves that wear people down and keep my body at 110%. Bear hugs, abdominal stretches, sleeper holds. Like 
things that are going to get me W's and still have me prepared to move on to my next matchup. I have a title to defend. You're not going to see any moon moon salts. You're not going to see any uh, 450 splashes or dives to the outside. Things that are just honestly, they're just not necessary. No, I completely understand. If you if that's what it requires to keep the Chicago Grand Championship on your end, you know, it's cool for you. But don't you think the fans are going to be missing out a little, a little bit? Yeah, that's not my problem. Um, <laughs> my, my, my problem is to keep that title within the family. My problem is to uh, make the legacy of the Hatfield family live on in wrestling history forever and ever and ever. And the way I'm going to do that is by being the greatest grand champion of all time. 13 is the, is the highest amount of title defenses, to my knowledge. And it's, a, it's a number that I plan to beat. And I'm not going to beat it by flipping off top ropes to the floor and crashing my body into cement. Now that you've gotten a few title defenses under your belt, you're starting to silence those critics. But what is the legacy for you as grand champion? You mentioned that number 13 being important. Is there anything else that any opponents maybe that you want to face to prove yourself? Or is there any big time matches in your bucket list that you want to scratch off? Um, As far as the grand championship goes, I don't think there's any opponents in particular, but just every opponent. Like, as far as I'm concerned, I'd like every guy in the locker room, ladies included, to earn three points and step up to the plate. I'm talking your fire ants, your hollow wickets. Uh, if somebody wants to come back, fine. Come back and get three points and fight me. So, you know, I'm talking now your Eddie Kingston's, your Tim Domps, these types of people. Like, come mm-hmm. on back. Like, if you think you have what it takes to step back into Chikara and claim the grand championship, be my guest. I'll fight all of you. <laughs> I, I love that competitive spirit. Uh, It has to do with my work ethic right now. My confidence is through the roof. Um, Like, I've always been a hard worker. You could ask anybody in that locker room. And over the last year, uh, with that title as a little bit of extra motivation, my work ethic's been unmatched. I'm in the best shape of my life. Um, My conditioning's fantastic. My in-ring skills right now are higher than they've ever been. Like, if now's not the time for me to prove I'm I'm the best, then that that time won't ever happen. You are in peak physical physique right now what is your training schedule what's your diet um my diet is just it's a whole lot of protein like i i still like to pack on some pounds and i like to eat i'm not a guy who's going to limit himself as far as what's on my plate quantity wise like i like a full belly Um, (laughs) so i I do try to keep keep the breads out and the meats in um and the my gym regimen is usually six days a week guaranteed in the gym lifting i've been a big fan of like the stair climber lately i find a the, the sweat I work up on the stair climber mm-hmm. is, is unmatched by any other form of cardio. Um, so I do a whole lot of the stair climber. Um, and then occasionally even I'll come home and Mrs. Hatfield lately has been a big fan of the T25s and the transform 20s or whatever else she is. She's got going Those on. Are intense. So a lot of, yeah, and they're, they're tr- extremely difficult. So the way our schedule works out a lot of times when I get home from the gym, she'll just be starting that. So a lot of times I'll jump in and do that as well. Get like a double workout in for the day. Uh, and besides that, just spending a couple days a week down at the Wrestle Factory. I admire your focus to your body and to what you do in the ring, but there has to be a cheat day. What do you eat on your cheat day? Um, my favorite thing on a cheat I'm not much of a sweets guy, but uh, a big old cheesesteak would get me any time. Like, I can't say no to that. A bacon cheeseburger, count me in. Well, you know, the Wrestle Factory is in Philadelphia, so we have to ask if we're talking about cheesesteaks, are you a Geno's guy or a Pat's guy? I'm a Tony Luke's guy. Really? Uh, and I don't like I've had I've had all three and I don't know if that has to do with 
you know, the nostalgic wrestling vibe of, you know, like that's where the ECW guys used to go. And it's right around the corner from ECW arena um, where, where I spent a lot of time wrestling. But yeah, that's my spot. If I'm in Philly and I get to go anywhere, give me a Tony Luke's cheesesteak all day, a little pizza steak. I didn't think I was going to ask this question, but I'm sure all of our listeners um, require it to, to be talked about. Um, how, I don't even know how to bring this up, but what is the state of the Hatfield family right now, um, especially after your last match against your son? Uh, it's, it's been real quiet. There's been a whole lot of just people not talking. I haven't heard from Mark. I haven't heard from Boomer. And I really don't know why I haven't heard from him. To be honest, I'm not really mad at the kid. I'm kind of proud of him. I mean, he stepped up in his first year in wrestling and beat the grand champion. That's something I never did. It goes to show that, you know, that I'm a heck of a dad and I raised a winner. But uh, that's that's pretty much the state. It's quiet on the Hatfield front. Did you ever think you were going to go face-to-face with your son in a match uh, that had a lot of stakes also? I knew we'd wrestle one day. That's just the uh, the name of the game. But I thought it would be more of a, a friendly kind of competitive battle, not not so much hostility involved. Mm-hmm. Has it changed the dynamic of your relationship? I, I honestly haven't talked to him. Like I said, I'm really proud of him. Besides wow. besides beating the grand champion, like he's out doing his thing. That kid's putting work in, and if there's one thing I can admire, it's work. Where I was a little bit disappointed in him was at the end of the match. Mm-hmm. Like He had won the match. He had earned the right to take my mask off, and he didn't have the guts to do it. A mistake I made throughout my career, and I had already mentioned it, was worried about what people thought of me, what the fans thought of me, and worried about having to please the fans. And I think that's where his head was. He was worried about people being angry with him or people being disappointed in what he had to do. And you can't focus on what the fans want if you want to be uh, successful in this business. You just can't do it in my mind. Like I learned in 11 years, you, you count up my successes. They're very minimal. I lost my opportunity at the grand championship three times because I was fighting for the fans and not for myself and not for my family. Um, and I, I still think Boomer has that in his head. That it is one thing from father to son. I could get through to him. He's got to get rid of that, that mindset. He's got to be able to wrestle for himself and wrestle for his family, for his own goals, uh, go out and grab what he wants. If we were able to get Boomer on the line right now, what is the first thing you would say to him? I would tell him congratulations. I'd say we had a hard-fought match, kid, and, and you won it, and I'm proud of where you're headed. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm a new father. But I also tell him, don't be such a chump, man. Like, you won the match. <laughs> like, take my mask off. Like, that's what you want. You earned the right. You beat me that day. You were the better man. I mean, I don't really think he could ever do it again. Like, if we fought 10 times, he's going to win once, and it just happened to be that day was the once, but he earned it. You know, I'm learning so much from you right now. You know, I'm a new father. Um, my son's two years old, and... It, it's not going to be easy to raise a gentleman, a guy with a good head on his shoulders, good morals, respect for the people around him, the business that he's in. Um, what are your tips to raising a, a good son like you have? Uh, step one is really your kids learn more from what you do than what you say. Mm-hmm. So Boomer, Boomer grew up his entire life, and he's a lot of times I wasn't home because I'm out you know, on the road and traveling and wrestling, and I, and I wasn't home. But he saw my work ethic. He saw my desire. He saw my willingness to set a goal for myself and work hard until I achieve it. And those are all types of things he learned. I do feel like I let him down a bit because I wasn't around. What a lot of people don't know is that I have two other children at home that are younger. And one thing I can promise is that I'll be around more for those children. The mistakes I made with Boomer, 
I won't make with my other two children. They will not turn out the way Boomer has. I mean, that statement kind of would make Boomer a little upset, don't you think? Like, I know if I was in his shoes, you know, you're now saying that you've made mistakes with him. And now you're... Well, it goes back to to where my mindset was wrestling for the fans. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought I had to be out there every weekend or even weekday sometimes traveling. And I wasn't home with Boomer to teach him the right ways and, and help turn him into the man at least I think he should be. Again, I learned from my mistakes, and I'm, and I'm going to edit that moving forward with my other two children. I'll be home more often. You know, when a wrestling show's over, I, maybe even before it's over, I'll be on the road headed back home. There's a many conversations that we have with wrestlers, and that is something that is a hard struggle. It's creating that balance between family and work life. Is there anything that you have missed in the raising of your kids or in your family life for professional wrestling? Uh, everything like, you know, I've, I've missed birthdays. I've missed first steps. I've missed first words. Um, and those are all sacrifices for the fans. And at this point in my career, seeing how unappreciative people are of what I've given them and what I've done for them. Like, those are all things that I really regret missing at the time. I told myself, you know, my kids will understand when they're older, they'll see that daddy has to, you know, work towards his dreams and work towards the goals he set. And then they would do that themselves. But at the same time, putting family on the back burner, and that's exactly like Boomer's out chasing his dreams and he's working hard, but where's his family in his mind? It's it's on the back burner for him, and, and his mindset in that way, that's all my fault. Uh, those are mistakes I won't repeat. Shakara offers its viewers many larger-than-life characters, and each one is has a unique story. What is your story? See, when I decided to become a professional wrestler, unlike a lot of people, like my dreams weren't Monday night. Like, that's not what I was looking for. My love really of like the spirit of ECW is what made me want to become a wrestler. Mm -hmm. Like I loved the idea that there was all of these people who all loved pro wrestling and they all loved this company and they had this loyalty to it that they were all willing to take on extra work. Right. Drive the truck, design the T-shirts, book the venues, all of these things. And it was the teamwork and the synergy. And I, I loved everything about it. So when I got into professional wrestling, that's what I was looking for. I wasn't looking for a WWE tryout. I was looking for to find that group of people in 2006. Who were they? Where were they? And the first time I had ever stepped foot into a Chikara show, um, I had been uh, lucky enough to just get asked to work a little bit of security. And it was in Barnesville, Pennsylvania, in front of about uh, 60 people maybe. But just by watching those 60 people and watching the energy that the wrestlers put into the day um, and into their matchups and seeing all, like you said, the over the top characters and everything that went into a Chikara show, like instantly I knew that that's what I was looking for. And I just had to carve out my spot. Fast forward to 2019. Here I stand the grand champion of that company. So I think I found what I was looking for. And now it's just time for me to leave my mark. Yeah. And you mentioned early on you were doing it all for the fans. And that was probably a a mistake of yours because it didn't get you to where you are today. Are your goals different now in 2019 versus when you started? Yeah, absolutely. Right now I want to be I really have two goals. Goal one is to be the the greatest grand champion in Chikara history. Um, Not even by a little bit. Like I don't want 14 defenses. I want I want to double it or triple it. Wow. Um, Those are that's my goal. Number one Mm -hmm. Uh, goal. Number two is. And, and I think this goes, again, back to having the mask on and in a silly-looking mask the way it is, is. I always felt overlooked when it came to big-time matchups. 
Um, like, sure, I've been booked a lot of places and traveled the country, but never was I given those top guys. And, that, and that's a real big goal of mine right now is to wrestle the very top wrestlers that are available. Um, the bad thing about that right now is everybody's kind of getting signed up and eaten up. And so a lot of those guys aren't available. But whoever is available, I want the best. That is the state of our current wrestling scene. And it's nice to see, you know, these guys get picked up. But I sometimes feel like as a fan, it's like, you know, you keep taking our guys. Who's next? So is that your goal to be that next top guy? Um, see, I think it's one of those things where I think it'll come to me. Like if I'm working towards my other goals, if my work ethic is there, then maybe those types of things will happen. I'm not going to lose any sleep if those things don't happen for me. But at the same time, if it happened, I would love it. And just just the adventure of it, like the idea to step out and do something new and, and perform in front of bigger audiences, like those things are all awesome. And I, and I definitely love to take on those roles. But if it doesn't happen for me, it doesn't happen for me. But one thing I can promise you is y'all, I'll work my tail off. So it won't be on any, any shortcomings on my end. Mm -hmm. As fans, we're right now caught into between this war of AEW, WWE. We're here on the show. We're big WWE guys. It's something that we were raised with. It's something that, you know, we treasure very close to our heart. AEW is new, and we're interested to see how that develops for the new crop of wrestling fans. But just talking about WWE, if you had to insert yourself in a current WWE storyline, where do you see yourself fitting, and what would you do? In, in all honesty, I'm not much of a wrestling watcher. I love to wrestle. And if I watch wrestling, it's to learn. So I, I can't say I've followed or know any storylines going on. But if I was there, I could tell you I'd, I'd much rather be on uh, the NXT roster for two reasons. Mm. Um, reason number one being my family. I want to be home with my family. And being on that roster would allow me to do that more often. Um, there's less travel. Uh, and the other reason is, if you ask me, that's, that's where the best matches are happening. Yeah. That's where the guys are getting your 20, your 30 minutes, your 60 minutes. Uh, that's where I want to prove I can hang. That's where I'd, I'd prefer to be. We started the, this interview by saying that wrestling brings us together and wrestling has brought you to our show. Who in the business are you thankful that wrestling brought to your life? A lot of guys. And, and it's all, all Chikar Pro based because that's where I spent most of my time. Um, but really thankful for the, for the work of Quackenbush, obviously fire ants, another guy that if I ever need advice on anything, I just go ask him and he'll give me, you know, way more of an answer than I could ever have dreamed of getting. Um, so really those two guys. Is there a piece of advice that they have shared with you that will always stick with you? Uh, something I learned from fire ant is just moments. Like moments are remembered, not, not moves or spots or things along those lines, but you create moments in wrestling and that's what people remember. Um, I've always considered myself more of a story guy than a than a spotty guy. And that's advice I, I received from Fire Ant a long time ago. Something I learned from Quackenbush is just like stick to what makes you special and what makes you good. Early on in my car days, I thought maybe just because it's, you know, the American Lucha Company that I needed to do all of these things that an Ophidian or a Quack or a Fire Ant could do. And so I think I got off to a little bit of a slow start because I was trying to do what they could do. And Maybe some of the times I pulled it off, but it never looked as beautiful or as graceful or as, as wonderful as they made it look. And so it was that advice that kind of gave me a little smack in the back of the head that said, hey, if you're never going to do that as beautiful as these guys do, like, why are you doing it? Let them do mm -hmm. what they do. Like, what are your strengths? What are you good at? And as soon as I harnessed in on what I was good at, that got me got my ball rolling a little bit. Do you think you'll ever win the fans over again? I'm not interested to. Even if they're the ones that are paying their hard-earned money to come and see you? 
I mean, I gave him 11 to 12 years of my life. Like, what more do you want? True, true. Well, we're right around the like, corner. Can I, can I have my turn to do what I want now? Like, I've earned it. What is, what is, is there anything specific that you want, though, outside of this, you know, title defense, being the top guy? Is there anything else that's specific to you that you really uh, want from the business? Some, something I've always heard throughout my career that I always kind of took as a little bit of a backhanded compliment was uh, that you're one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world. And I think that goes back to not be given the opportunities to shine in the ring against the best wrestlers in the world. Um, all the moments I've had like that have come through Chikara. Through Chikara, I've got to wrestle El Generico, who I beat, um, Tommaso Ciampa, who I beat. Um, these types of talents are the, the types of matchups I'm looking for. Um, Drew Gulak, I didn't beat Drew, but I wrestled Drew. Um, and these are the types of guys I want to prove I can hang with and prove I'm just as good at. And for years, I always felt outside of Chikara, I was looked at more of like a, here's a haha guy. Here's a guy who come make our people laugh. Let's book him against our silly guy. Like, that's not what I want. That's not what I'm interested in. I want to prove that I'm just as good at, in the ring as anybody else in the world. And, and some people have seen it. They've seen through the silliness and the laughs and the jokes and the mask. Um, but now's my chance to prove that to the world. You're going to have your chance on September the 7th, Shakarasaurus Rex. Mick Moretti is your opponent. Any words for him? I got words about him. I've been studying him a whole lot. And athletically, the, guy, the guy's in great shape. He's in top shape, which I have a whole lot of respect for. But he's, he's a really tough guy to kind of scout because he's a bit of a lunatic. He's a crazy man. So it's not like you can find patterns in his ring work and say, all right, this is what he's going to do in this situation. Or if I do A, he's going to do B because he's a real wild card. But I do like that this is the kind of matchup I'm looking for. Mick Moretti is hands down one of the top wrestlers in all of Australia. Uh, so if I prove I can go in the ring and not only hang with Mick Moretti, but beat him and retain my grand championship, then it proves to the world uh, how good I really am. And maybe some of these matches will start rolling around my way. It, it kind of I've gotten starting to get a feeling after our conversation that this title really means a lot to you. Um, and many fans have even said that it feels like the title means more than your family. Is, is that a true statement? Yeah, the two go hand in hand. The title is what will uh, make the Hatfield legacy concrete in the history of wrestling. Like every time I defend it, the legacy of our family rises a little bit. I'm talking family legacies in wrestling. You got the Guerreros, right? You got the Funks. And I want the Hatfields to be right up there with that name. And that means I need Boomer to be successful. I need Mark to heal his body and I need Mark to come back and be successful. I need Molly to be successful. Um, if our name's going to be put up there with the greatest wrestling families of all time, I need everybody to prosper. Do we need to see eye to eye to make that happen? No, we don't. You know, the Funks never saw or didn't always see eye to eye or the Guerreros didn't always see eye to eye. Like, we don't need to see eye to eye either. We just need to work hard and find success. Well, while we're talking about some of those greats, you know, Ric Flair had his steamboat. Uh, Bret Hart had Michaels. Charlotte has Sasha. Love him or hate him, you can't deny chemistry when you see it in the ring or when you feel it. Who is your steamboat? Juan Francisco de Coronado, hands down. Is there a relationship that you guys have created outside of the ring that strengthens that bond when you guys are inside the ring? Um. We both came up even outside of Chikara, kind of together. We're local to each other. We live kind of nearby. We've trained for years, way before Juan ever stepped foot in a Chikara ring. Uh, so he's definitely a guy that I enjoy working thoroughly. Uh, I'm always happy every time I see my name against his. And it, he's a guy I, that, I, that I trust a whole lot, and, and I love challenging myself against him. But he's my steamboat. He, not a question. Nobody else is close. 
Well, on that note, all I have to say is thank you very much for your time. Uh, Shakar Source Rex is September 7th. Our fans are beyond excited to join us on this ride. Uh, and we'll be seeing you very soon. I'll see you September 7th. I'll <laughs> be there. I better be, right? I got a title to defend. Yeah. Will, will you do it? We'll soon find out. Thanks for having me. If you like interviews like the one me, Dasher Hatfield, just had on A Shot of Wrestling, it wouldn't be possible without the good folks at Bodyslam.net and B Plus Player Radio. There's more great stuff over there. Go check it out. Wow. All right. Father of the year. Is Unbelievable. Right. I mean, the guy's teaching, teaching his son's lessons from he was a little kid to now. I mean, his son actually defeated him. And at Shikarasaurus Rex, we're going to see Hatfield for the first time ever since that night when he was unmasked. And, and what are we going to see? You have to find out. There's 15 matches for Shikarasaurus says. Wow. And just announce, just announce. Joey Janela will be at Shikarasaurus Rex facing our guest next week on the show. You ready for this? Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> Mr. Mike Quackenbush. Oh, wow. wow. Quackenbush himself. Yeah, now that's a match right, right there. But Quackenbush, he's going to, oh, man, he's going to take him to school. Joey Janela, as my boy Enzo says, forget about it. Have him over there. <laughs> he doesn't stand a chance. He's going to back up. Oh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited. Unfortunately, I'm not going, but I'm going to see it. I'm going to watch it. Don't worry. I'm probably on fight somewhere, somewhere over the internet on, on their ride. They got a YouTube. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm not worried about it. I think Joey Janelle might have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to worry about it. <laughs> he has a lot to worry about. It. A lot to worry about. Well, hell, sounds like it's going to be a great show. Definitely can't wait. When is it again? September 7th, the Wrestle Factory in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Beautiful. Can't wait for that. All right. With that, great interview again, Abel. Good job. Good job. You get a round of fucking applause. Oh, I appreciate applause. it, Mr. Dynasty. One of the best interviewers that I've heard of appreciate in the wrestling world. So good job. So right with that being said, we got to get into some news, guys. Let's talk about it. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right. So, making our round in the news of wrestling. Guys, did you hear? Did you hear what? the news that the latest power couple getting engaged? Oh, my God. <laughs> are we really going to talk? Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are going to get hitched, baby. They got engaged. <laughs> um... Mr. Nice. Dinus, wake up, Mr. <laughs> Dinus, Mr. Dinus. Oh, come on. I know we're talking about fucking engagements. That's a wrestling show. There's no <laughs> fucking episode yet. of Maury. There's Jeez. no word yet on when they're going to get married, but it looks like it's going to happen. Guys, we have to talk about it because it's all over yeah, the place. It, everybody's yeah. talking about it, Everybody's so we got to talk about it. So uh, that ring, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to like put a microscope like on it. It, it, was, it was standard, it was standard uh, you know. Yeah. But I thought I figured it's someone like a Seth Rollins. He'd be giving her like a J Lo ring, you know. You, you <laughs> seen that that ring before? <laughs> that just show. I'm I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, continue. I, I'll I have to now. ask still. I mean, how long have they been together? It's not even been, a year. Not even a year. Cup of right. coffee. They engaged already. She must be good in bed. She must be good in bed. Oh, the guy, he, like yeah, yeah, yeah for real. What, it has to be. It, <laughs> it, has, it has to be on. It has to be on. You know why? Because listen, everything that man is doing, whether it's in ring work, promos, engagement rings, he 
he's not Seth fucking Rollins. That guy barely is Seth Rollins. I, I don't know. He's I, marrying he's the man. Over. Yeah, she wears the pants, obviously. She so does that make pants. Seth the woman? <laughs> yeah, he's taking her last name. Seth Lynch. <laughs> Seth, Seth, Lynch. Seth, Seth Lynch. Lynch. And somebody should fuck Or is it going to be Becky anyway. Rollins? Who has a better ring to it? No, I think Seth, Seth Lynch think, is a good Seth one. I think Seth Lynch is going to be it because she wears the pants. Oh, I, I like man. that. Seth Lynch. All right, so are we going to see them get married in the ring or what? How's this going to happen? Uh, well, well, you blew my mind earlier tonight. Before the show, <laughs> Mark Schwantz like, well, do you think this is all kayfabe? I was like, what? What? I haven't thought about it, but that's all I've been thinking about since you said it. I was Be- joking about that. No, it's but seriously, good. like, let, 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 let's let's un, un, unravel this whole relationship, okay? Because, like you said, they've been together for a few months, and now they're engaged, all right? All of a sudden, their storyline about, you know, Seth Rollins being the universal champion, the man beating... Uh, Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania all went to the side table. It was all in the back. What became important was that they were together, that this was the power couple, that these guys were running professional wrestling. Why is their relationship so important? Until you said maybe this is kayfabe. And then I'm like, if they if they're just doing it for the camera, it just even makes it fucking worse. Like, what is Vince McMahon thinking? <laughs> They're the next Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth? Maybe. Been, oh, I see. Maybe. It. Here it is. You I, got lust in the eyes for Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> you got I, lust in the eyes for Lynch. I see it. I see the magic in the ring, brother. You versus Baron Corbin. Yeah. And, uh, What's her name? Who's that classy one? Lacey Evans. Yeah. Lacey Evans made me the cream of the crop. <laughs> no, but I, 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 I mean, I, I didn't like the fact that when they were doing the intergender match, be, just because they were a couple. Like, why Why is there being a couple so important well, in the world right, of professional Abel, wrestling right now? you brought that question up earlier. I wanted to bring it up on the air. You know, I, I actually dig it, um, and I'll tell you why. You know what? Back... Before all, like you know, the the news threads and the dirt sheets that we have today, the power of the internet beforehand wasn't really so popular, mm-hmm. and uh, you can get away with these crazy storylines that we can easily research now today and see, oh, that's fake. You know, now like you know, there's so power of social media, there's the power of just researching shit to make sure, like, okay, that's real. Why not put a little truth into the storylines? Why not feed off like what's really going on with them and trying to make it a storyline? You know, because, you know, we want the truth. We want real. And real makes readings. So, Mark Schwann, Hollywood, Mm -hmm. okay, would you be comfortable with your life being put on stage for everyone to see? Would you want your your wife to be incorporated into a BCW storyline? Would that be cool with you? Well, here's the thing. I mean, my wife, she's not an entertainer. She's not in the limelight. You know, I would not be comfortable with that because that's not something that she would be comfortable with. But there's lots of factors in my life that I'm very comfortable with being out in the air in the public. I'm very open and honest about everything, about even... My struggles, even about my darkest times, people will ask me, and I'll be real, even on the air. I, I, even on this show, I've been very real. And yeah. Open. You know, there's things, when you're in the public eye, when you know going into it, when you're going to be a public figure, when you're going to be a, a wrestler or a sports star or an actor or a musician, when you're going to that world, 
a politician even. Mm. You know, like people are gonna get dirt on you. Your life is out there for the taking. You have to be prepared for that. I, if for the sake of wrestling, you know, I would put as much of my life out there as possible if they want to use it. But yeah, there's certain things I would say no to. Anything with my wife, no. Even Putty has asked me to have my wife in the show before. I said no because of the fact that I know it's not something that she's. Is she a wrestling fan? She's not a wrestling fan. She's a total divas fan. She watches with me occasionally. She she does help me with my promo work. Um, but you know, she's not a fan. She gets it. But you know, I mean, that that's as far as it goes. You know, I I think you know. Being put in the public eye, you know, I can relate. I understand what you're saying because, you know, I just got this social media thing going on over here. And you got a lot of heat I, on social I, media, Mr. Heat Diners. Going on. I, mean, I got the feds at the door. I'm like, come but on. But you have man. a thousand People followers. Just, <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, listen, I, you're only going to need one follower, and I'm going to stalk you till I find you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> You'll be, the, you'll be on the list then. <laughs> listen, there's only a couple names on that list, but believe me, buddy, you're on top. But anyway, I'm just saying, I understand. I mean, listen, if, if like you said, and I agree with you, surprisingly, Schwan, you know, if you're in that lifestyle, if you're living it and you're on TV, then you're, you're, your life is already being it's portrayed. It's fair game. It's anything. Yeah, thank you. Anything goes. It's on hockey rules. But if you're not, you should not be, you know, putting your business out there i believe and that's 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 my belief you know unfortunately they wanted me these yams they wanted me to get on the social media i got people that's not about me man they follow me i, I got but here I'm here's the best. thing as an entertainer and this is why i advise anyone that comes to me for advice for anything you do have to set boundaries you do have to set limitations as far as what's out there just for your own sanity just just for that but how far is this storyline going like how far is seth rollins and becky lynch gonna be a thing like are they gonna have a baby and then it's gonna be like we're, we're raising a wrestling baby now well, like look at like, Miz and Maurice, you hand? Know? as long as you don't give birth to a hand i'm, I'm all right Miz and maurice they have they have their own show i mean it, with with monroe and another child along the way you know i mean like how and that i don't like either i mean I the kid didn't choose this life that's that's what they want to go with. They're comfortable with it. They're the parents, and so be it. Yeah, I don't. Ah, I don't agree. On, I mean, I don't agree at what that. point, like, I I protect my kid from the social that's media you. thing. Yeah, you and know, I, I respect that. Let me tell you, when me, my wife and I had our son, we were saying we said we set a strict rule. We were not going to photograph him and put him on social media. 100%. I, I, you know? I, I, I agree. You know, you know I, what? I would be the same way because he, if he wants. Whatever his social media footprint wants it to be, whatever it is, he needs to make that decision for himself. And he doesn't need to make excuses or, oh, my parents put me in that outfit or I can't believe my parents did this or, <laughs> you know, I, so I, I just don't agree with that. And and to have kids in social media is another scary oh, thing. Listen, you know how many kids follow creepers the, like. Listen, it's horrible. It's more than that. I'm sorry to cut you. It's no, do it. more than that. OK, number one. Let's get this straight out here. There's a lot of crazy people yes. out there, right? It could, they could be, they look at the kid picture, that brujeria, whatever the hell it's called, they're going to put a curse on the kid. Now, you don't want that. That's number one. And number two, more importantly to me, I'm scrolling on Facebook and all these all these apps here, and I got to see your stories with 297 pictures of your fucking child on there. Bing, here, there he is, eating. Bing, there he is. Oh, my God. He's in the high chair. Bing, there he goes. He's at the park. Bing, he's... 
Shut up! I don't want to see your kid anymore. I feel like it's my kid. Oh my god. We can go on this all day. Somehow we went from Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins to this, and I'm totally with you guys. But we have to move on for time's sake, guys. The next one's going to be probably could probably last the whole show. So we'll try to keep time restraints on it. Next big news actually out there. Um, we have to talk about it. NXT. Oh, NXT yeah. going on Wednesday nights, going to USA Network. Yeah, baby. It looks like it's going to start. Um, it's going to be from eight to ten. It's going to go to two hours now, uh, starting on September eighteenth. It's going to be airing live from Full Sail uh, on the campus of Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. And um, interesting to see here. Looks like. The NXT stars that they're going to receive new contracts soon. Very interesting. That's good to. That's yeah, very good for them. There's no word yet in the details of the contracts, but word is that the NXT talents are going to receive a pay closer to what the main roster superstars are wow. making, that's and awesome. at least the that's top cool. tier talents from what they're making now. Uh, it's not confirmed yet, but that's the word going around around right now. Um, you know what is confirmed is the fact that a shot of wrestling broke the news to the wrestling world because while everybody was talking about the rumors of NXT going to the USA Network and the rumor this, the rumor that, a shot of wrestling posted on its social media that NXT is moving because sources deep into a shot of wrestling let us know that that move was going to be definite. And a week later, guess what happened? NXT is in USA. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate because listen, you guys always break the news first, and I'm on that take it home. They, they they pay me good money. That's why I do that show on Take It Home TV. I had to take your what you guys posted on a shot of wrestling. If you don't follow these guys, I'm gonna come find you. you meet me at the <laughs> diner. Shot of wrestling, cheap plug right there. But there it is. Jimmy Donna's as always. Uh, just a little bit more updated news as far as this uh, the story is going with NXT. Um, there has been concerns being raised now with this going a to lot, USA. Yeah. Um, obviously, it, does this mean that Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn that are going to take over? Uh, word in the, in the street right now, it's that's not going to be the case. Uh, it looks like it's going to be going down the same path as always with Triple H in charge for now. So There's so many questions. But just like with NXT moving to the USA Network and AEW having their own TV deal with TNT, there is a lot of questions because it's new, it's fresh. We could talk right. about many different avenues. Let's talk about the two-hour thing. Do you think the two-hour thing is actually going to hurt the product? The fact that they have to extend what they had so compact. So it made it very easy to digest. I watched an hour of NXT and I like from beginning to end, quick matches, quick promos, an hour. I'm in, I'm out, I'm done. It's like a one-night stand, you know? You're in, you're out, you're done. We all love one-night stands, but we sometimes want a little bit more. Um, The thing is with NXT... (laughs) You like it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just, popped. I popped. <laughs> 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 but the thing is with NXT, and um, you know, it was no, it was no secret. Putty and I were not regular viewers of the of the of the product right. itself. We were trying to get into it, and our problems were like, you know, we didn't have the weekly consistency of the different of the same characters, you know, mm. the same storylines. Yeah, and uh, you would really get that at the takeover. The takeovers were phenomenal. But now, like, you know, it's good to see that, you know, maybe we'd have some consistency now more with it now being two hours. And, um, you know, can we take a look at the launch date being September 18th? A few weeks before. uh, Do you think that's a smart move? That's a smart move. We were were talking about that on our our ride over here to to the palace. Um, Is it a smart move for the WWE to throw the first boom, to throw the first 
bomb to AEW because now AEW gets to sit back and be like, all right, let's see what they do. So people, people like consistency, as I said. People like creating habits for themselves. So now what happens is when you put a product on the air for Wednesdays at a certain time on USA, they're going to develop a habit. They're going to start watching um, NXT on Wednesdays. And from week on out, in the show, better, the product better be damn good. I mean, it is. It, it, it is good, but it better be really damn good and crisp, especially for the newer audiences. That's what they have to focus on, yeah. to keep that audience so that when AEW comes on, even if people are curious about AEW, it's like, ah, oh, oh, but NXT was so good last week. I, I got to watch. I got to watch NXT. And that's why they're starting early because they want to get they want to get those storylines out there. So the two sto- weeks later, right. like you know, two weeks later, as soon as AEW hits the scene, they're already invested in NXT. They're not gonna know what to do that last hour. <laughs> that last hour, they're gonna be going back and, and forth. Is, the is it a thing though? In. Is is that last hour going to be a thing? Because you have DR, DVR, you have NXT still on the network. So is it gonna be something that you could just be like, oh, I'm gonna DVR? AEW, or I'm gonna DVR NXT, or I could still watch it on the network, and I, you know, it, you, it's you, a different way of watching it, it nowadays. It is a different way of watching it, um, but you know, it, it, it's just a matter of still getting the initial ratings for for some of these networks, for some of these shows, and I don't know why, because ratings really don't fucking matter anymore. Right, but people still they still get like they still get off high those off those numbers. It's like you know getting a. Uh, a thousand that. likes on the Instagram or whatever. You know, well, it's not it's just, like the trending thing. Like yeah. you have, you want your match to be trending. Right, exactly. Trending so, worldwide. A shot of wrestling. And you guys are old enough. I mean, like we, you guys were part of the of the Monday Night Wars. You know, when you're flipping back and forth of both, uh, you know, WWE and WCW, yep. there was a primary show that you were watching. Yeah. You know, what was yours? Mine was WWE. I was watching. I would flip but, back occasionally to WCW. It, it depends on the year. No, mine was when, always when WWE. When WWE was hot, yeah, you know, I was still, I was no, WWE was still my primary, yeah. but like I, I would yeah. really, I really still was invested in NWO. I wanted to see, are they on? Oh no, they're not on. Okay, I'll go back. But when they're on, no matter what was going on WWE, I was watching NWO. Yeah, that's what it was with me too, man. I think I really started getting in WWE Stone Cold. As soon as that Stone Cold McMahon storyline kicked, yeah, no, that was yeah, it. That, that was 100%. agreed, hundred yeah. percent, same here, yeah. And but like, I think that's the thing here. Like, who's going to be the primary in WWE starting the way they're starting? And again, I have to I have to say yes. NXT obviously has a big fan base now, but now it's just more than just that niche audience. It's it's a grander audience now that you have to captivate because AEW. I mean, they have a lot of press. They have a, a lot of curiosity factor going to this. You know, they they have the talent. They have the they have the smarts and the money behind this. This is the biggest threat that WWE has had. Since WCW. And, you know, yeah, and there you go. People say, oh, it's Jimmy. Yeah, it's not, it's not a war. It's not. Th- it's competition. I don't care if it's a war or not. Either way, it's competition whether you like it or you don't. It's competition. Whether they mean to or not. You know, they're saying, oh, yeah. they're saying that, you, yeah, know, they, you know, they don't mean to be competition. No, no, no. no. AEW is going with the storyline of... You know, it's us against them, and they're and that's like their mo. Cody Rhodes would have never smashed the, the yeah. throne with his sledgehammer if that wasn't the case. Yeah, shots were fired. Shots were and fired. And that was great to storyline wise, like because behind the scenes, and we've talked to a lot of people in Evolve and and AEW now, who you know they're they're just performers, and they want to go and put out the best product 
that they know that they could put out. They're not worried about the other competition, but the storyline that AEW is following is that us versus them because they know that if they create that animosity within the fans, it's going to lead to bigger ratings. It's going to lead for them to choose. But why do we got to make a choice? Not, but it's not even just that, Abel. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, Jimmy. No, 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 it's no, not even just that. You know, if you put that mindset out there, it's not necessarily a choice. You know what it creates? It creates better product in general for wrestling. It, it creates news. It, it becomes something like the, the in thing again that people want to watch. Competition, competition brings, brings out the best out of everyone. WWE, their storylines will get better. They'll get more crisp. They'll have better talent. I mean, their talent is phenomenal. I can't lie. It's probably the best talent we've seen ever. As in, far WWE? As, in WWE? Uh, as far as no, athleticism. Absolutely. As far as absolutely. athleticism. Uh, Character-wise, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I agree. Yeah, no. So, no, you're right. Athleticism is the best. Art by Lang on Instagram posted a, a image that, that they created that it was like the top AEW stars versus the top NXT stars. And when you put them head-to-head, -head, you're like, holy shit. Like, this is some of the top talent. And this is... Not even including people in the main roster for the WWE, but like this is a top talent in wrestling today. Right. Adam Cole. Cole. Okay. Joey Janela on the opposite end. Now, what happens? You, I, you I, got I, Omega. You have the Bucks. And then on the other end, you 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 have who do you have? Hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Riddle. You have um Keith. Keith. Velveteen's uh, Dream. You Velveteen have. Dream. Velveteen, yeah. Like there's so much going yeah. head to head. Like Jenny Baszler. These are people. You know, this is what it is because I think it's safe to say everybody agrees that NXT is the best in ring product that WWE has right now. So you're putting your best in ring product of what the fans believe and maybe even the company believes. Because you know what it is. Here's the thing. NXT. This is what the difference between NXT and the main roster. NXT. These guys and girls have something to prove. Okay, they want to show you. They had something to prove, though. But now, now they're getting the. Then they're being treated like a main brand. And no, now it no, feels no, like no, they no, all no. got to call up. No, no, right? They no, all no, got to no, call no, up. No, no, but, but no, no, no. They, they still got something because yeah, yeah, I understand. What, what happens? Saying, are, 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 does Adam Cole? Where does he go from here? Does he eventually go to Raw and SmackDown? Yeah. Now, if they're competing head to head against AEW. But then there's the other thing about if. If it's all about the ratings and it's all about the competition and USA says, hey, your numbers are slacking right now. You got to do something. So at what point do they like, well, if we got to do something, maybe we need to bring John Cena to NXT. I was going to uh, say that. Do well, we need are... to bring back maybe Ricochet or some of the old ah, NXT stars to they... make things a little bit more interesting? Allegedly, that's something they're toying with as well It's bringing in some main roster guys in there. What caliber of main roster guys in there? Daniel I don't necessarily Bryan. know. You know, not necessarily Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Are they going to throw maybe Zack Ryder in there? Maybe they throw in someone that's not being used. I got to be on Raleigh. I loved when they were doing that beforehand, and a lot of people would be like, "Oh, but now they're going mean, to do they have it." Dangle down there. Yeah, but they were they were doing it. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, at Tyler the Breeze. beginning, yeah. they were doing it at the beginning when NXT was still trying to be more than a developmental brand. When they were bringing in Rhino, and they were saying, and they were running with this storyline of like, you know. NXT is not just for the new stars. It's a place for the older stars to remake a name for themselves. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, Cesaro had that awesome feud right? with Sami Zayn yeah, down I there. Agree. Natalia was part of the of the of the tournament for the women's. Um, Natalia, the Natalia and Charlotte yeah. match with Ric Flair and, and Bret Hart in their corner. That was amazing. amazing. Oh, Sorry about it. Yeah, Zach Ryder went back down there, teamed with uh, Mojo Rawley. 
So for all those people that think... So Ray went back down there too, I think. Yeah, but my point to that, so for all those people who may be a little upset, a little uptight, are like, Jimmy Dinas likes to call them the the keyboard warriors out there. You know, NXT bringing the WWE talent to try and make themselves relevant. This has been part of NXT, their DNA since the beginning. It's not just because they're on USA now. It's because it's been part of something that they've been building. And so I'm all for it, and I'm looking forward to it. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It really is. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It's a great time to be in the wrestling industry altogether. Um, It's going to be exciting. Come fall, it's going to be a lot of fun. And you already see, you know, we're going to go right into the next part I want to talk about. Um, You know, Vince McMahon, he was not a Raw SmackDown. Was he on vacation with Michael J. Putty? No. <laughs> and Corey Graves. That's good shit. No, he was taking care of business, actually. He was taking care of business at the XFL. Uh, Ron SmackDown, I'll actually get into a little bit, I feel like has been better within these past couple of weeks. Um, but with that being said, the big news, why Vince McMahon was gone, was because he was doing some XFL work. Uh, launching the team names and the Ooh, logos. Wow. This is for Michael J. Putty news. I know. I, I, <laughs> Straight to you. once, I wish he was here. Uh, <laughs> eight teams. You have the Dallas Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks. <laughs> the L- That's good shit, Mr. Diner. That's such oh, it, good it gets, shit. It gets better. <laughs> the Georgia Grapplers. That's good shit. The Los Angeles Wildcats. Oh, that yeah. was my... Uh, my kindergarten soccer team name. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Guardians. There you go. The St. Louis Battlehawks. The Battlehawks, yeah. That's a good shit. That's a good one. Seattle Dragons. They're going to breathe fire on the field. <laughs> We're going to get a mascot, and this mascot is actually going to breathe fire. Like, he's going to he's gonna burn people like the like Kane did. And then we're going to have Kane come on here, and it's going to be the Dragons versus Kane. That's good shit. And that's going to be versus the Tampa Bay Vipers. Oh, my God. Out of anyway, <laughs> Kane, the Dragons, the Vipers. RKO out of nowhere on the quarterback. And also we have... The DC Defenders, which sounds like a new That sounds like a condom comic book name. movie. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is this? DC Defenders, go all night with the yeah. Defender. The, He's going to be at your corner. A Shot of Wrestling, episode 177, brought to you by the Defenders. The same brand of condoms that Seth and, and Becky Lynch use. Don't be silly. Wrap so, up your willy. So, uh... <laughs> Those are the uh, team names. Wait until you see the logos. Um, I'll show them to you guys now. Maybe you can put it on on the air. I'll show it to you guys. So let me see your reaction yeah, yeah. Those are the logos. <laughs> Look at a dragon. Uh, like, and his name is Puff. And he's going to come on the field. Okay. Oh, All right. Some of them look decent. WWE, if you need someone to design some graphics or some logos for you, this man right here, okay, I could do so much better than that. So much better. I, I mean, like, uh, what what is the audience they're trying to attract with that logos? Uh, audience we're targeting is demographically is about eight to thirteen year olds. Yeah, it looks like my kids are gonna like that. It looks like similar designs to some of their T-shirts that they put out for WWE. I mean, it, it's. Maybe they ha- they didn't have that much time. Maybe like not that much time. They're looking at Air Twenty Twenty. <laughs> I want to know who did it. Did they fucking order Scholastic to make those designs or something? Like you, you remember that? And you're in school, you get the little book order. Here you open the thing up. Oh, I want goosebumps. Yeah, McMahon's <laughs> like, yeah, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get Scholastic. 
We're going to get these. Oh, I love that logo. Oh, I love that for the Roughnecks. Right, here's it. <laughs> that Roughneck, that C from Blue's Clues, that's good shit. Uh, DC Defenders, I know it's a Marvel series, but we're going to make it DC today. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going? The main question here tonight is. Putty's going to be going to the show. I was going to say Putty. who? Who is going to be Putty's plus one to the first XFL no, game? It's going to be Putty at the fifty at the fifty yard line, first row, all by himself. <laughs> Putty's going to have the only camera on him because it's going to be like there's no nobody else is going to these games. Oh my god! You know, hey Ezekiel Elliott. You know, I know you're uh, you're a little disgruntled about being the probably being the second highest paid running back in the NFL, but you could be the highest paid. Player in the XFL, right. playing for the Houston Renegades. Maybe Dak. Oh, no, I'm sorry, him. Houston Roughnecks. Oh, excuse Roughnecks, me. Yeah. yeah. Hey, have Dak join him because apparently 40 million. That's what he wants. He doesn't want 30 million. Oh, no, no, no. Let's, uh, excuse let's, me. Let's throw Melvin what? Gordon out there too. The St. Louis Blackhawks. Why is New York the defenders? <laughs> the gu- no, they're the Guardians. No, no, the, no, guardians. No, the Guardians. The guardians. guardians. We, we hold all the cash. What are we here. guarding? We're holding all the fucking money. Yeah. That's it. We're the wealthiest goddamn city in the world. So, That's what it is. Let's say. What's your favorite team name? <laughs> uh, can we can we tell you what my my worst team name is? The Roughnecks. The Roughnecks. The Roughnecks. The Roughnecks. That's a bad wins. one. Ding 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 ding. I, I hear that. I think the coach should be Stone Cold Steve Austin. You're gonna come on that, the field right here. The Roughnecks. I'm gonna say bang. What? With the stunner. What? Stunner. What? Put some steak on it. <laughs> then I'm gonna have a drink. We're gonna have tequila. What? Rum? What? Vodka? What? Whiskey? What? Bourbon? (laughs) (laughs) And they're going to face the Dallas white beaters. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) The white beaters here? Well, I don't want to get into that. You know, Deborah had something to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) She's a GM. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you, she could run the show. I'll toss her ass around a bit. Let me not say that right now. But what I'm talking about, I'm going to make sure everybody's in tip-top shape. We're going to do crunches. What? We're gonna do push-ups. What? Barbell curls. What? Bend over rows. What? Squats. What? Some more We're squats. Out of workouts. I get it. <laughs> oh my God. Well, God, I just feel like Mans Warner was right next to me. <laughs> well, that's the XFL news right there. Uh, Vince, whatever keeps you away from the product, great. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the, I gotta say XFL. It's the best thing for wrestling business. It's the best thing. It's the best thing, you know. (laughs) But all right, going back on to uh, we're gonna we're gonna go over uh, to cheers and heels right now, not in the traditional sense, but uh, this is a good segue for that. So obviously Vince McMahon was very busy uh, launching the team names and uh, these beautiful logos that they have for XFL. (laughs) (laughs) But let's talk about the product for on SmackDown. So he's not heading the table, the creative table. Uh, did you guys watch this past week? You be real. Uh, okay. I didn't, but we have the internet now, so uh, whatever shows up on the internet means we watch Raw and SmackDown. Great, awesome, <laughs> Jimmy. Oh, yeah, I watched uh, I watched Raw bits and pieces of SmackDown. All right, all right. So, uh, what do you guys think? Do you feel like the storytelling was a little bit better? I mean, what, what do you feel like these past few weeks? I mean, I know there's a little bit of love. Uh, people complain that Raw is a little too slow. Uh, SmackDown's always been pretty consistent, but you know I feel like personally Raw has been getting better. It's been catching my attention a little bit more. The in-ring action and the storytelling itself. Is it, you guys, what I do you guys think? You. Well, is it because you're working in the wrestling business, so sometimes you you're you seeing the product in a different view than like a regular fan would be? Well, um, 
You know, that's the first time someone asked me that. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, no, I, I try to watch it as a fan, but I also try to, to pick up and learn things. Mm. Uh, Abel, you actually paid me a huge compliment, actually, uh, if I'm if I will, from BCW about my facial expressions yeah. during a match. Uh, you know, I, I pick a lot from Paul Heyman. I always have uh, Bobby Brain Heenan. But, you know, someone I've been recently watching a lot is Selena Vega and her facial expressions and what she brings to the matches for Andrade. Mm. Uh, huge. You know, and that's something, you know, I, I try to bring into my performance. But, yeah, I do watch it from a technical standpoint. But, you know, I try. I, I like to be a fan. I, I, um, I've always been a fan since I was young. Yeah, I love watching the product. I want the product to be great, you know. And uh, sometimes Raw is hard to defend, but you know, the past few weeks I feel like they've been upping their game. You know, w- whether it be Paul Heyman running the show now, mm. I think I do see a difference. You know, the little subtleties, like the end of the show when, like, you know, Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins they won a tag team championship. Yeah, shocked me. I'll be honest with you. Great. You know, we that love seeing title changes on uh, on on uh, TV shows, but you know that that subtle moment at the end when they were going off the air. When uh, Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins were holding their hand, yeah. holding the, they're holding the the Universal the, the, Championship, and there was that little bit of tension, that just that little look between those two, a little bit of tension. It's a, mm. You could tell, it and it went off seat. the air. It's yeah. seats. Yeah. It's the slow storytelling. But, but then, so something like that for someone who is in the business and understands that part of it a little bit differently than someone who's just a casual fan, that resonates. So. The production, like for me in the past few years of watching wrestling, hearing it from the guys and what they actually, how they actually think when they're in the ring, when they're outside the ring, when they're producing the shows, the shots that they want to get from the production value, it changes it for me because so I'm looking at it and I'm looking at as this piece of art. I'm sometimes... Not as we call it performance art, performance art, but uh, but I'm not sometimes invested in so much of the storyline. But I'm like, wow, that's a great camera shot, that's a great angle. Oh, I'm glad they, they got that shot in, you know, because I, I know how it is in the independent scene. Yeah. And what what if something great happened and it wasn't captured? It wasn't captured. Well, but WWE always does it, didn't job. happen. Yeah, I mean, but their production, you can say what you will about the storylines and, and whatnot with certain characters, but one thing that no one will ever take away. Is a production value. Yeah. WWE, their production value is always on top of the game. The production team, uh, the promos that they put together, as far as the, the packages, it's always been top of the line, and that hasn't gone away at all. Yeah, and never will. Uh, one of the things that I was thinking about this past week, because we have AEW like in the back of our minds. This every time I'm watching, and Raw, that's actually a complaint about <laughs> AEW. People are saying like, you know, their, their production value isn't on point with WWE. Well. But I yeah. think I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that's a good thing. I feel like back in the day when we had that war, it was all about how could we up our production value? How could we up the cinematic experience for the viewer? Well, WCW had a different feel to it as far as like their uh, their production value. But everybody was 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 trying to up the the pyro. They were trying to up the stage. They were trying to up the lighting. They're, everything as far as the viewership of the way the product looked was something that they were trying to increase, yeah. right? And now I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like the fan that's really that big core wrestling fan that's going to follow a product like a cult following wants that grittiness, wants that realism, and that's AEW. Yeah, mm. I, well, I agree with you so on that too. I am interested those, to see. like Those are the same people that oh, we're going to get into debate here. I feel yeah. like. Oh, here it is. just coming. Uh, you know, let's just go out there. Those are the same people that just want to watch Spot Fest, so I feel like, as well. 
Like there, there are people out there that just they just want they all they care about is the moves the and, spot, and yeah. watching like the spots. Like oh, that was a cool spot. Blah blah blah. And they don't necessarily care about the storytelling. See, why? Why is that move happening? Why are they doing that move? I I hate when wrestlers just do moves for the sake of doing it, just to show that they can do it. I fucking hate that. Mm. You know, and that's the problem with. I wish I like Jim Cornette. Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> not a person you want to be right now. No, no. <laughs> um, I, I, it just, it bothers me. Yes, I was, I was touching before. You know, we live probably in the greatest age of wrestling as far as athleticism goes. These, these are the best competitors I've probably ever seen in, in ring. But the fact that you can do a move doesn't mean you should do it. You know, Shawn Michaels, he was probably the most athletic wrestler from back in the day that we can probably all name mm-hmm. and he he only did moves when he had to pick and chose. he picked and chose and it was always for a reason every little thing he did was for a reason it, him grabbing for a rope him the way he climbed the top rope to give that diving elbow it, the facial expressions everything he did was for a reason right and it was phenomenal and he can do the moves he can do that moonsault off the off the ropes to the outside he can do it all but he didn't do it all the time. He didn't do it all the time. He did it when it was meant for When something. it counted, when he had to Could do you it. name a wrestler on the roster right now that is doing that? AJ Styles. I would say Andrade. 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 Yeah, I agree. Both Andrade. Andrade. I love and Andrade. Yeah. Andrade is one of those wrestlers who, I don't want to compare him to Shawn Michaels, but in, in your example right now, the matches he's delivering, I feel like he pays attention to those little details so much. And like the fact that she has, he has uh, Selena Vega on the outside adds to that. Adds that, and I also feel like his um his rivalry that he's been having with uh, Rey Mysterio has mm. upped this game a hundred percent. Yeah, oh, I mean he was he was. Listen, I, I'm not uh, I'm a very casual NXT person, so I've seen the takeovers with him. He's put on some phenomenal matches, but I I think we could all agree his rivalry with uh, with Rey Mysterio. Completely different ballgame. Yeah. Shelled them 100%. Yeah. No, 100%. And, and you know what the good thing about that is? You could put Andrade and Rey Mysterio together on another match, and people would still want to watch it. You know, and how many matches have they more, had? I always want more. Right. Yeah. And how many matches have they had? They right? had a lot, and they kept going. And, and you know, another thing I got to bring is like, you know, you said this before, you feel like they're just doing it for the spots, just doing it because they could do it. There, there are certain wrestlers I can name that do like. But but here's the thing. There's yeah. not enough. I feel like it's back to back to back sometimes with some guys and some wrestlers. Like, they don't even sell anymore. No. They don't even really. I mean, you dig back in the day. It's a choreograph. It's sell- a dance. That's it. That's it. It's just nonstop. It's like, wait a minute. This guy just, he just came from the ring outside just to fucking plant you. And all of a sudden, they get right back up. Like, there's you know, no selling. I recently saw a, a WWE Network, a, a match between Big Boss Man and Road Dog. Not the best athletes in the world, right? Can we agree on right, that? Right, right, right. Oh, you I, didn't know. I had it on mute, and let me tell you, I was invested because they were telling a story with what they were doing, with their moves and everything. Stone Cold Steve Austin, one you're oh, imitating God. before. Good imitation, by the way. Um, you know, Stone Cold, probably one of the greatest superstars in the business. How many moves did he have? Three. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it and, and he, he sold That's tickets. People were invested. You hear the audience pop all the time. They're asked out of their seats. Are they out, are they asked out of their seats for Roman Reigns? No. Are they no. out of their seats for Seth Rollins? Are they out of their seats for Kofi Kingston? Are they out of their seats for anyone? I, I mean, you, you, Kofi and, and Seth, they get a little bit. They get a, a little, little bit, bit here and Roman, there. 
Listen, I, I, don't let me get started on Roman. I am so sick and tired. All right, let's Reigns. go right into it. Let's go into Roman Reigns. <laughs> so it's my other it. topic oh, right there. God, my God. <laughs> you brought it up, so we got to do it. So Roman Reigns has a storyline going on right now about these mystery attackers and everything. I have to say, interest. Interest was going on. Some long-form storytelling. That's something that we've been lacking of right. in WWE. Um, I like that they're uh, telling the story on two shows. Two different so shows, right? The one thing I didn't like, I like that, the, the, that they're displaying it on two shows and they're bringing the storyline. I don't like the commentary behind it. Mm. Tune in to SmackDown if you want to see what happens <laughs> with the attacker for Roman Reigns. I'm, I'm like, I, what? I feel like I'm watching a Netflix show when I skip the intro. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, come on. You're selling this, this great storyline that these wrestlers are investing their bodies in, that they're supposed to be so casual, like things are happening with cars getting involved cranes dropping on people and then some, of, hear, it is, some of it is cheesy i get it but like you know it, but it, fine. It's, it's a good story it's selling it. it you know what was wrestling back in the day what was it considered it was a soap opera for men right it, it, we've been lacking it, that for such a yeah, long time you're right and we need the storylines back but this this gets roman reigns i, I can't <laughs> listen i'm gonna break news right here this is breaking fucking news here i made a couple phone calls i got a couple guys already after roman this is what it is so there's no there's no buddy murphy no day it's me because <laughs> I had yeah. another guy. It's me, Roman. It. It's it the fan. It's me all along, it's Roman. Been, it's been the fans. All right, so uh, now, uh, the, now me, that's a good no. storyline. It was the fans. Yeah, the, the fans. fans. The fans yeah. did. I thought there that's okay. This is what I was going with. I thought when Daniel Bryan was making his big tease, I thought that's what he was going to say. I thought he was going to say it was the fans. The fans did it to you, Roman. I, I discovered who did it. It's the fans. They had enough Ooh. of you. That's yes. How good would that have We been? need to be and, booking and this shit. That's good who shit. Who was this schmuck on SmackDown? Who was that Eric Rowan stand-in? <laughs> I, who was that I guy? I thought it was Steve from the Boulevard Bullies. They can still save it by saying it was the fans. That was a fan. It was the fans, Roman. They can still save it by doing that. They, they, they got it because you know what? Listen, I think... I, I'm not the only one that feels this way. I'm not the only one that feels that, you know, was sick of Roman Reigns. I, I can't take it anymore. I, ta I just said this even in one of my little skits I did over there, but it's, it's true, okay? I, I literally, when I defecate, my shit, my stool comes out and Superman punches. Bang! In the ball. <laughs> Superman punches. All I hear is Cole. Is this why people hate and you? And here comes the big stool. Right down, bang, Superman punch. I can't do it. I cannot take it because you know why? He shoved down our throat so much. That's what happens. It's all, well, it's all in my digestive here's the thing. track. <laughs> much respect to Roman Reigns for coming back from, from leukemia. Hell of a battle. Yeah, I, I, I respect him as a man. I respect him as a human being. But, you know, it, it's... He doesn't have that je ne sais quoi. That I that that we're looking for here. They're doing a good job creatively with the storytelling for Roman Reigns right now. But I would really dig it because you know what? Well, I was there at WrestleMania. I heard the boos during yeah. his match. Boos for Roman Reigns, fresh off his coming back from leukemia. You know, people's people do think like Jimmy right now. There are people that still like cheer for him after his comeback. It's huge. It's great. You know, it, it's it's a heartwarming story. Yeah. But you know what? I want I want to see them go there. I want to see them go there. And Daniel Bryan, I think he could take them there. He could take them. Yeah, there. he has he has the capacity uh, as someone who's told some great stories throughout 
the years mm-hmm. who could take Ro- Roman Reigns there. I hope I that's, that's where they go. Person. They could still save with that. Right. Other than that, I don't know who that fucking stooge is. <laughs> I, 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 I was. I, 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 I won't Is it going to be Kane? They've been teasing Kane a lot coming back. I, I don't know why that would be Kane, but. It's got to be Kane. I'll tell you why it's Kane, because guess what? I just called the office. Linda made the call. Roman is going to be the new mayor of Tennessee. <laughs> Roman Reigns, Knoxville mayor. That's good shit. That's good shit, Roman. You know what? You probably saw that better, you got too. Alpha and Sinka. Yeah, Alpha and Sinka, they're going to be in the cabinet. Don't worry about it. I got the whole family. Lance and I, and I, no problem. There it is. I love all you fucking Samoans. You're all going over with me. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, Mr. Dinos. Oh, shit. All right. Well, with that, I want to I wanna head over to the King of the Ring. Um, listen, I call, there's something I me and Putty, we, we call for. We want the King of the Ring to be, to be back. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy your, with that. Your, your pleas, your petitions, whatever you guys did, made it happen. I, I know someone in the ears listening. So the King of the Ring is back. It's not to the capacity that I necessarily want. I, I, I'm waiting for that pay-per-view for the King of the Ring to be okay. back. You know, are, are they doing pay per view? No, it's no, it, they're so doing the pay per view that's going to happen. Uh, uh, was it Clash of Champions, Night of Champions? Yes, the, uh, well, the uh, the finals, the, the, the finals oh. going to be on that pay per view. But right now we have uh, we have Samoa Joe advancing. That shocked me against Cesaro. Straight, straight forward, I'll be honest with you, I really thought Cesaro was going to take that. Yeah, a hell of a match, by Intense. the way. Intense. I would love to see a rivalry between those two guys. Mm. The, 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 the magic they can do when the it ring. started with the uppercut, oh. bang! It just knocked Samoa Joe all the way back into the rope. Oh, it was fantastic! The was insane. Uh, we had Cedric Alexander uh, going over Sami Zayn. Surprised me again. Some very good surprise there, um, which leading to Sami Zayn, I guess, being a manager for now for Nakamura. Uh. Okay, um, I understand, but okay. Uh, <laughs> you don't uh, like it. Buried <laughs> Elias. <laughs> Who did he piss off? <laughs> Elias going over Kevin Owens. Moving on. Uh, I'll take it. You know what? The way it was done, I'll take it. It's probably going to lead to a further storyline with Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Again, long, long-form storytelling. I dig. Uh, Apollo Crews losing to Andrade. I think it. there's no surprise there in that. I think yeah. we all knew he was going over there. Uh, next, we have Ricochet going against Drew McIntyre. Winner goes against Samoa Joe. I got Drew, 100%. You have Drew? Uh, I have Drew. You have yeah, Drew. I have Drew. I think... Uh, you know, it's just for argument's sake, I'll say Ricochet because he's got King Ricochet in his Twitter name. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Ricochet also has that that Spoiler feud alert. with uh, AJ. So I feel like something's gonna happen. That's right. gonna and they need to do something big with Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Um, you know, I change it back to Drew McIntyre. Uh, next, but wait, based on what you're telling me right now in this bracket, you're breaking down as far as who's surprising you. You know, this this actually shows that kind of invested in how they're breaking it up not not that you want it all in one night because if you had all of this in one night you would have been lost in the oh i can't believe this person didn't get over you know so it's giving you a little bit time to digest that information interesting of like, take on it able interesting of, of take. like wow i can't believe this person lost i wonder where they're gonna go with this could they do this i wonder what storyline is gonna come from this so it's giving you that time to kind of use your imagination as the viewer where in one night you would have been like I wonder where they're going to go. Oh, that's where they're going. And no, it's that, over. No, it's that, a thought. That is interesting. I mean, listen, they, they did it before in the past where they still, they still told storylines as far as like uh, when people lost and how they lost and they would still go over to the next pay-per-view with that going on. Um, 
I get why they don't do it anymore because, you know, it does take a lot of wear and tear in the body to compete so many matches in one night. Uh, they want to preserve the talent. They're paying them so much now, a lot more than what they did in the past. Do you, do you get paid double time if you work two matches? No, no, no. no. I'm just saying in general, like, you know, you're, you're going to give someone a $500,000 contract for the year and they wind up getting injured and out for six mm. months. Yeah. You know, that's a bad investment. Yeah. Um, so I get why they're doing this. And, uh, you know, that, 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 is, that, that is a good point, Abel. You know, it, it does create conversation and uh, in room to digest. I'm interested. So I'm, I'm very interested in, well in the King of the Ring. I, I wonder mean, who is going to go to the finals if, and what's going to come from it. Who do you think? Finals. Finals? Uh, that's what I was kind of breaking down here, actually. No. Um, listen. You know, you, were you the host, Mr. Dinos? Yeah, were you the host? Uh, you think you hey, listen, you if I want to become the host, I become the host. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, okay. Hey, What's the matter with you? What? I got hey. connections. Your standard no. arms distance from me. Don't get smacked. You want a fresh one? <laughs> Can you extend your arm real fast? Let's see how far that arm extends. You're not even touching me. You're not even close there, buddy. If I wanted to fucking touch you, you would know it. You wouldn't be talking anymore. <laughs> what do I feel underneath the table there? Okay, Jimmy. Jay, come down. That's great man right here. I don't go that way. He's been massaging me the whole night. <laughs> we got HR here for that. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you, you're gonna have sexual harassment case with my gun, and I'm not talking about the one in my pants. So, so, don't, so don't get excited. So don't get excited right now. We need Michelle from HR here. Oh yeah, Michelle in the next room. Um, yeah, Miz uh, going against Baron Corbin. The winner goes against Cedric Alexander. Guys, I think I have the Miz for that one. Who do you think? Hmm. You know, I like how they've been pushing like this mid, like not even mid card, like bottom tier talent, like with uh, Murphy. I would love to see Cedric win. I'm, I'm going to pull for, for Cedric. No, no, the one. winner goes to face Cedric Alexander, so it's the Miz versus Baron Corbin. <sighs> Who faces Cedric? Yeah. Miz. Uh, Miz. No, let's no, let's put the Miz. I'm going with Miz. That, that, that vote was for Putty, because by the way. Because it's not going to be a heel. It's not going to be babyface, babyface. It's going to be heel, babyface. Where is Cesaro right now? Is he a heel or is he a face? Because for a second I thought he was heel, so I thought we had two heels going against each other. He's a face. He's the cyborg Superman. He's just a machine. There's only one cyborg in my eyes. What's up, Rick Recon? Next we have Ali against Buddy Murphy, as you mentioned before. Winner goes against Elias. I think Ali needs something to hold on to right now. Murphy has some good shit going on right now. so. Let's let's go with Ali on this one. Nah, I think you need to carry forth with the momentum with Buddy Murphy. I'm going with Buddy Murphy. I'm, I gotta go with Ali. I think I think it is gonna be Ali. All Prince right. Ali. So for all our viewers, uh, make up your mind because we're not helping you make it up here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, then we have Chad Gable versus Shelton Benjamin. Winner goes on okay. against Andrade. Chad Next. Gable's still around. Yeah, Chad Gable's still <laughs> around with a new haircut too. Okay. I, I, you know what? It's funny. He's got a new haircut now. And I was like, who's this new guy? <laughs> <laughs> I see it. I, like, I had no idea. They said it was Chad Gable. Oh, shit. I guess I see it now. It's like fucking Rick Ashley. So no one cares. Yeah. No. All right. So Andrade winds up probably winning that side of the bracket there. Um, you know, we're going to carry on. Listen, let's, let's keep track of that, of who we said here. Uh, we're going to keep track of this. Write uh, that down, Mr. Dinos. Continue forth with the brackets as we move forward to next week's show. Um with that, guys, listen, next up, we have BWF, September 7th. Oh, man. Shot of Wrestling, going to be there in commentary. Listen, I it, am back. It has been a privilege to uh, fill in for the only spot that matters, your spot, 
there at commentary. I hope I did it justice. I am in no ways Hollywood Mark Schwann. No, I, you're not. Yeah. I, I heard the commentary. <laughs> Someone's got to keep Putty in check, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I was. it was not easy. You let Putty go loose. Yeah, I let him the loose. The goose was loose. I let him loose. I let him take charge, you know. <laughs> well, no, listen, no. Green Man, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I was obviously away because wedding and honeymoon and whatnot. Congratulations. So uh, thank you. Thank you for that. So thank you for taking over for me for those two shows. And you um, know, for someone who doesn't watch the BWF product as much as I should, they have some great stuff going on over there. A do. lot of great things going they on. They do. They have some you great talent. BWF has been going on for a long time. It's a place where a lot of the independent wrestlers who are making big names for themselves nowadays got their start. Right. You know, in that gym, people are still training to be those next people who I are going to be you, in NXT. Yeah, Nico's, Nico's in there, and he, he was on NXT. It is it is amazing the lever of talent. Uh, I was privileged to be in that Escape from New York show. Wow. I'm actually mad jealous about you. <laughs> I heard that. it was an awesome show. Yeah. It, it was a great night of entertainment. Uh, and you know, hey, we're, we're here to support the new champion. I fucking lost my mind. I was there for there it. it. I can't believe I was there. Eric Jaden cashing <laughs> in, baby. Uh, listen, I love it. I, I have no problem with Jaden. I just, you know, Darius is better. But yeah, Jaden, congratulations. Oh, my God. Can you get well, he took Darius it from TJ. Talk on that out of your mouth, please, my God. <laughs> listen, let me tell you something. They pay me good money to talk good. So listen. They, do you Darius does? Don't worry about it. Okay, you got a problem? You want me to meet me at the diner? No, you know what? Hey, Jimmy. Yeah, what? Work it out. I want I want Darius Carter live in the show. Make it happen. I'll make it happen. I, I want I want him live in the show. I, I want to have a face to face with him. You, are you really? Sure you want that? I want a face to face with Darius. Should I get the ratings up? <laughs> you better be close near fucking hospital. I, 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 I am pretty close to the hospital. We're we'll gonna I, stand by. Well, now, now you're talking. I gotta pay EMS and the I, medic. And I, I want him live on this show. Or you know what? If he doesn't have the balls to come live on the show, at least call in. Because I would he'll, love... He'll, he'll, come, he'll come to I, the show. I, 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 would make have, a phone I would love call. to have a conversation with him. I will make a phone call right now. Come to the show. Do I still have his number? Let me see. He's lucky I didn't have Eric Lipschitz sue him. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's lucky. For the damage he could have done to Mark Swan. The permanent damage. Well, listen. You, you were damaged before he did that. Was what happened now? Maybe he made you a little better. Don't worry about it. Okay. You're always a little bot. Okay. You know, I don't want to talk to the guy who talks for Darius Carter. I want to talk to Darius Carter himself. So, so with so, that so being said. I don't talk for nobody but myself. I state facts. You don't like it. This is why you have a problem. I get Darius on the hey, show. Hey, guys, guys, you guys getting a little heated around whoa, here. Whoa, 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 green, green. You know, I'm Switzerland. He's a big boy. You know, He's a big boy. I'm just saying. I am a big boy. We got a show to do. Uh, we got a show to do. I'm a lot bigger than you are, Jimmy. He's a, he's a big, <laughs> let me explain something to you right now, okay? <laughs> you don't want to know. I make one phone call. You'll... That's the phone call I want. I want the phone call to happen. Make the phone call. The, right now, right now. Make right the now? phone call. Okay. I want to talk to Darius. Is he doing it? I'm calling him right now. <laughs> think, think I don't I, even need to prep, man. I'm ready. <laughs> think I play? Think I play games over here? Go ahead. Were you texting him? Texting? Fucking speaker right here. Wait, wait, fucking wait, speaker. Wait. You're lucky we're in your house, and I respect your wife. Otherwise, I'd have smacked the shit out of you. <laughs> I can get him on. He doesn't answer to you. He's 
too busy jerking off to his BCW championship. How much you want to bet he don't answer for Jimmy Dynas? Oh, you know why? It's going to voicemail? Oh, because he's busy. He's busy, right? Because he's busy. Right, leave a message. Uh, the man, the man has a lot going on. Uh, I know, I can relate. Uh, you leave him a message? Yeah. Leave a message, yeah. Right. Right. Darius, how you doing? Jimmy Dynas. I don't like to speak over the phone like that. I'm over here with this fucking mook over here, Mark Schwann and the Green Man. And he wanted to speak to you. He wanted to have you live on the show. So when you get this message, you know, give me a phone call. And we could arrange something. And if uh, you can't get a hold of me, just meet me at the diner. Well, which diner is that? <laughs> I'll go to that diner with People, you. Nah, you might not make it out. Nah, you might not make it out, of course. Uh, he, he doesn't like you. <laughs> he doesn't like many people. Dude, listen, do you think I give two shits if anybody likes me? I don't I, like nobody. I hate everybody. I think you care if the BCW champion likes you or not. But anyway, we're talking about the BWF World Heavyweight Champion, Eric Jaden. He's going to defend his BWF championship against... TJ Marconi, the former champion. It's a shame. It's a shame. What do you mean it's a shame? A shame I mean, I, I was there. Um, I, I completely understand how many people would believe it was not a fair fight. But that's what Eric this... Jaden no. was granted a contract. Uh, exactly. He was exactly. granted a contract. Listen, there are no real... The, the rules weren't set for it. Let me tell it's, it's, it's just... When you assume... And this is something that Eric Jaden knows... But when you assume that title, when you beat someone for the BWF championship, and you know there's a contract out there for whenever someone's ready to cash in, you have to be ready. So listen, TJ Marconi. To my to my point, TJ Marconi may have not been ready, and that's his mistake. That's his loss. I'm sorry. People act like he was defenseless. What happened when Dominic De Niro came in that ring? TJ Marconi. He gave he it to him. He took care of him. What happened to Chris Barton when he, when he came in there after T.J. Marconi? T.J. Marconi took care of Chris Barton. What happened when Rick Recon? Rick Recon gave him a headshot. Did T.J. Marconi, did he just lay there? No, he was getting back up. T.J. Marconi, he was a champion for a long time for a reason. He's a hell of a fighter. He's a tough son of a bitch. T.J. Marconi, that's where my respect goes for you. But it stops there. It stops right there. You lost. Get over it. You bitch and you moan time and time again. The fact of how you lost your BWF World Championship. It wasn't fair that you were ganged up on, that you had just had a match. As Abel said, you knew what was going to happen. The contract, one day or another. Yeah, one way or another, it was going to happen. You know who Eric Jaden is. He's, you know who Eric Jaden is. He's not a stranger to you. You knew what we are going to do. Be ready. Yeah. Man you, up. You know who, lost. You know who's not a stranger to TJ Marconi? Darius Carter. Exactly. I know okay. that one. And if Darius Carter could learn anything from TJ is, like you mentioned, Barton tried to stop him, and he took care of Barton. De Niro tried to stop him, and he took care of De Niro. Recon tried to stop him. He took care of Recon. The one person who did stop him was Nia Kennedy. And he didn't do anything, though. Okay. So... Darius Carter, if you think that what you did to Nia Kenny, because she's she's a close personal friend of mine, just like she is to you, class and sass. I did you visit her at hospital? Do not, I do not respect what Darius Carter did. Uh, no. You know, I said he did what he had to do. He did what he had to do. Listen, 
We all knew Nia Kennedy was not going to interfere in that match. We knew Nia wasn't going to. She was smart. She She was a smart girl. She has years of experience, and she knew how important this match was for Eric. She was not going to do it. She was not going to do anything. Listen, what Darius said to me, I get it. Listen, I I, I, I spoke my mind on Facebook recently. I get it. I did interfere in a match. I did what I could. I was defending my client and Eric Jaden. I was. No different than what Darius would have done if he had friends. And I said that to him. Darius gave me that look like, whoa, what were you going to do? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, you heard me. I was like, mad props for you, but stepping like, up, not no backing down. No different than what you would have done, man. Hell yeah. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. Yeah. For those of you who are new listeners to the show and don't know much about BWF, BCW, you can check out their shows. So we're coming up on BWF. It's going to be this coming weekend, next weekend. When's the BWF? September 7th. September 7th. And then we got BCW coming up on September 27th. So there's a lot of great action. If I haven't told you before and you're listening to this for the first time, if you are in the New York City area, the best wrestling is in your backyard. So check these two great promotions out. Absolutely. 100%. You got to beat it in person. It doesn't do justice on social media. No, you it's, a, it. It, it, it's such a great crowd. It really is. And it, it, fans are always fired up. Uh, the talent they're always give you, looking to give you all their best. They give you their blood, their sweat, and their tears. They leave it all out there in the ring for you guys all to see. So and definitely if, check it out if you can. If nothing else, you should come and see Mark Schwann get his ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> stay get your ass beat. Stay get your ass beat. Stay get your ass beat. That's what happens to me. But guys, uh, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for coming out here to my palace, coming on with me. Keeping the show alive for Shot of Wrestling on behalf of Michael J. Putty. I'm Mark Schwan. Abel, thank you for coming on. Jimmy Diners, try to get Dyer's Carter back in that diner. I'll join with you. But until next week, Schwan out. Forget about it. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's last, last call, call at, at the, the bar. bar. Oh. Well, 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 we have made it to the end of the episode, and it's last call. We're still here with Dasher Hadfield. Now, Dasher, this is how you play. It's rapid-fire questions. The first thing that comes to your mind is the first thing you should answer. Are you ready? I'm ready to roll. Then away we go. What is the Hadfield's favorite baseball team? Um, Mine specifically is the Miami Marlins. I'm not going to speak for everybody else. (laughs) What is the worst job you've ever had? Uh, I used to seal coat driveways in a hot sun. That was the worst. It, it, you know, it taught me to stay in college because I don't want to do that miserable work all the time. Yeah. What is your go-to snack when on the road? Subway and beef jerky. In the song, Take Me Out to the Ball Game, you eat peanuts and Cracker Jacks. But what do you like to eat at the old ball game? Chicken fingers and french fries. What was your go-to karaoke song? Um, oh, that's a good one. My go-to karaoke song. I'm going to go with uh, It's Tricky by Run DMC. What is your prized possession? That's a real tough one. My prized possession. I got a lot of them. I'm a bit of a collector. Ooh, I'd say, really? can, I, can I say my whole t-shirt collection just wrapped up in one? Like, I'm not giving up any of them. Do you have a top three? Uh, yeah, my t-shirt collection. I own a, a How to Be a Snob Triple H t-shirt, which is <laughs> like back in the Hunter Hearst Helmsley days. It was uh-huh. his very first t-shirt ever. Um, the coolest thing about that T-shirt is on the back, it says on my rise to the top. Um, oh, let me see. I'm not messing up the quote now. Something about like um, on your rise to the st- top, step on everybody in your path because you're not coming back down. 
Oh, um, nice. And I loved it because fast forward to nowadays, like that dude's never coming down. Like he's on the yeah. top and he's going to stay there. And that was on his very first t-shirt he ever had. So I own that one. Besides that, I own a uh, homage made this t-shirt. So it's a newer t-shirt. It's vintage looking, but it's newer, but it's a uh, Shawn Michaels boyhood dream t-shirt. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the last one will be a gangsters T-shirt I have that autographed by New Jack and Mustafa. Oh, that's so cool! Uh, what is the best WrestleMania ever? Uh, WrestleMania Six Ultimate Warrior beats Hulk Hogan. Is stealing a base a good thing or a bad thing? Stealing a base is a good thing, but I was, I'm kind of slow, so it was never my thing. <laughs> but it keeps baseball interesting. Nowadays, it's all dingers. But I like a little small ball. Who was your markout wrestler growing up? Um, it kind of changed throughout the years, but Ultimate Warrior first, uh, then Shawn Michaels, then New Jack. Name a baseball player you would like to tag with. A baseball player I would like to tag with, Aaron Judge. That's a good one. Uh, and finally, I have to ask, are you at all related to Abe Knuckleball Schwartz, a.k.a. Steve Lombardi, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Brawler? Not that I like to admit to. Okay. Well, you've survived last call, Dasher. We're... Beyond excited. Shikarsaurus Rex is right around the corner. Uh, thank you for joining us on the show. Happy to be here. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>